0: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast.
1: I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how you can generate more leads with inbound marketing. Joining us is RT Sharma, who is the founder of Measure Marketing Results, Inc., which is dedicated to developing concrete, quantifiable internet marketing solutions for businesses of all types and sizes. Yesterday, RT and I talked about inbound marketing and the approach to lead gen, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about the future of content marketing. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Arti Sharma, the founder of Measure Marketing. Arti, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast.
2: Hey, it's been such a great fun ride, episode one, episode two now.
1: Yeah, excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. We started off yesterday talking about inbound marketing, and I asked you, is content marketing the same thing as inbound marketing? And your response was no. Content marketing is part of inbound marketing. You're not just getting your content out there. You have influencers that are helping talk about your brand because customers are self-researching. You're building nurture content and building up the web hooks to be able to get your customer to be able to convert when they're in market. Mm -hmm. But content marketing is a very important part of inbound marketing. So let's talk a little bit about the state of content marketing today. It's all blog posts, right? You just got to write a bunch of content and hope Google gives you some traffic.
2: Well, are you living in the medieval times? Then yes. The
1: medieval times. We're talking about the 2000s. (laughs) Come on.
2: So we're in 2022 and we're just very close to 2023. I didn't want to date the podcast, but listeners are going to be listening and I think they need to have some perspective here. Blog posts are not dead, but blog posts written just for search engine optimization are not going to drive conversions. And it's a waste of your time, energy. And I don't think that's the way to go. It's just that blog posts have changed to long-form copy, long-form copy, which allows readers to stay on your site for a longer period of time, to understand what you really want to say, add value to their search, and also engage them further and establish you as a thought leader in your space. I think that's the way to go. I mean, not writing 500-word blog posts with a bunch of keywords and headlines, yeah, it might show up on search engines, but it would not last there from a conversion standpoint. People are going to bounce off.
1: I've been running the Voices of Search podcast, which is another daily podcast for over five years. And SEO is definitely not dead. It's actually probably more important now than it's ever been. But Google is getting better and better at understanding not only what content in terms of what page level content to share with you, but also individual passages. You Google something, you get a sentence that is an answer. And very rarely is Google search result just showing you 10 links to click on. So yeah, you can get your information to your customers through search engine optimization, but it might not be the traffic source that it used to be. But in the flip side, you mentioned the difference between long-form and short-form content. We've seen social media become more of a factor in content marketing, and there's different types of content marketing, podcasts, YouTube videos, even the kids, TikTok becoming a thing talk to me about some of the non-traditional formats of content marketing that you think are worth paying attention to these
2: days. Well, video and TikTok, I mean, you just cannot deny that. And podcasts, like that's what we're doing here. We're creating content, like both of us for our organizations and for creating an impact to our listeners. So I think podcast video content is going to be still ranking the top charts. Obviously TikTok, if you're not on TikTok, you have to find a creative way. I mean, a lot of b2b marketing companies are now becoming more creative when it comes to tiktok i'll give you an example and why this is important is because attention spans are diminishing lots and lots of people and this millennial generation post-millennial i think they are so used to finding information now i gotta
1: stop you it's not the millennials anymore we're 40 okay
2: fine i'm trying to not age us here gen z or why
1: i've got a two and a five-year-old i don't even know what generation to call them <laughs>
2: You know what? I've got a 25-year-old and then I've got a 12-year-old. So guess what's happening here? I'm just in the form of like, I'm living in various variety of different generations in one household with four people here. Having said that, there's consumption patterns of change. I'll give you an example. I was gifted this uh, Remarkable 2 because I carry a whole lot of books and still traditional in my approach to, I like to write my goals and my notes and whatnot. I like to type them on Evernote, then I move them around. Guess what? When I was trying to set this up, I didn't read a blog post around it. I said, remarkable to set up and go straight to videos because I want to see the video. I want to see with people's live experiences. And I think that's where the generations and the way we consume, it's not even a generational thing. I think it's anybody and everybody because we've got this media devices in our hands. There's so much technology that we're inundated with. We're consuming content more and more on videos and TikToks. Like, I'm not sure how your experience is, but that's where I am.
1: I'm thinking about like a six circle Venn diagram. I'm not sure (laughs) if you would still call that a Venn diagram, but basically you've got two options to pick between long format and short format content. And then you're thinking about which medium are you going to deliver that message in text-based content? Are you going to deliver it in audio? Is it best suited for video? Now, once I'm starting to think about, okay, well, I want short form content and it's going to be text. You're going to be in social media. You're writing tweets. I actually want long format and it's going to be in audio. All right. You're thinking about podcasting. There's all sorts of different ways to think about creating your content. Big question is, well, where are my customers actually going to be consuming this content? So how do you map the different options of what type of fidelity and what format in terms of long or short, and then what your customers actually want? How do you figure out where to put your content?
2: I'll go back to the ICP. You need your customer profile. You need to know their buyer's journey. But at the same time, you need a complete content strategy map. And we call it content planning. And the content strategy map essentially is an exercise where we do, and we say, okay, what is the pillar content that we will be producing? And how can we take that piece of content and repurpose it into a variety of different content pieces? So repurposing of content is a big one that I think our listeners should be taking away because that's an area that not many companies are still utilizing it. You could take your long-form content and then turn that into multiple tweets. You could turn that into multiple audiograms. And this podcast could be turned into a variety of like like video shorts or TikToks and whatnot on Instagram stories. And then how do we decide that is fairly based on where the customer is, where their end consumer is, and how do they consume content, right? And that's a complete strategic thinking, and you've got to map it out. I personally think The Venn diagram example is great. You got to figure out your content strategy, which includes your channels, your content topics, and of course, your syndication plan. And then, towards the end of it, you got to say, How do we measure the content? Because content measurement is one of the missing pieces. People post a whole lot of blogs going back to the blog example but how many companies measure the impact of the blogs and then say, okay, these are some of the top performing blogs that we've got and how do we go back and utilize them year over year or keep them as our pillar content and keep adding to that blog? So has anybody utilized and said, these are the top performing blogs and now we need to add more content to this blog to make it more media, more noteworthy and more engaging so that we can have repeat customers coming to it.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know So talk to me about the future of content marketing analytics, then. If we have all sorts of different formats and factors, different KPIs across the channel, how should a brand start to think about what content is working so they know how to double down?
2: That's exactly. Doubling down on your top performing content is that you should be looking at. But the overall content analytics toolkit, there's a lot of tools available today. And in terms of how do you measure the audience engagement for that content piece? So, you need to have certain KPIs where you would say, you know, content analytics is one of the integral pieces of my overall content production. So, everybody on the team has to get on the same page with that. And the content analytics should include certain actionable audience journey mapping to say which content pieces are performing at which stage of my buyer's journey. And then a sustainable growth plan for content that is producing the most impact. And the output could be engagement stage, or it could be in conversion stage, or it could be a delight stage. That's where the analytics and the content marketing place needs to be defined, but they have to be different for different people. It cannot be just one size fit all, right, kind of an approach. I don't think
1: it's just different for different people. I also think it's different for different channels. You can't evaluate the impact of a podcast in the same way you would the impact of a blog post. Because A, people are listening, so it's not apples to apples in terms of how quickly they consume the content. And B, while you're listening to a podcast, there's nothing to click. So the analytics is totally different when you think about driving somebody to your website and all the value you can capture from that, as opposed to the value somebody gets from long format content. You really need to handle each individual channel as its own separate beast.
2: Totally. Before we just got on the show, you and I were talking about how do we take the podcast listeners and use technology and the beautiful remarketing technology that Google has given us to segment our audience and market to them because now there's no call to action, but how do we produce that call to action in front of them? And that's an outbound kind of a technology usage, but to draw the inbound traffic that's an integration. There's an omni-channel approach that's needed. But again, when you're talking about all these different channels, how do they integrate with each other? How do the data speaks to each other from all these different channels is so important. And I think for that, you need to use and look at your toolkit to say, what kind of marketing toolkit I'm going to use that integrates my data to give me a holistic overview of how my audience is behaving and where are they in the buying process and what kind of content needs to be served to them. And I think that's where marketing technology comes into play and ad technology comes into place.
1: Last question I have for you. We're going to evaluate all of our content channels through separate mechanisms to make sure that they're appropriate for each channel. Is there a single source of truth that you can look at or that you think you'll look at in the future to understand the value of your content marketing efforts?
2: Yeah, I mean, it is available today. I'd say HubSpot's done a very good job of bringing that data points through their marketing hub and their sales hub and their overall, I think, target accounts and ABM marketing. But I think integration of these tools within the ecosystem is doing a great job, but there's definitely room for improvement, enhancement. Artificial intelligence is going to change that for us. So I'm still waiting on how AI and content are going to explode because that's the new thing that we're working on. It's not fine-tuned. It needs some more work, but I think it's coming. And artificial intelligence and integration with HubSpot or Salesforce Marketing Cloud, everything kind of just starts to capture the data points will be very important for us.
1: Someday the computers are going to do it all for us. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Arti Sharma, the founder of Measure Marketing, for joining us. Join us again tomorrow when Arti and I continue our conversation talking about branding beyond your logo. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about RT, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is R T Sharma. That's A-R-T-I-S-H-A-R-M-A. Or you can visit her company's website, which is measuremarketing.com. on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schapp, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
0: Then visit IHearEverything.com.